It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance live from Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway. The Golden Knights drop this game 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Just uh, a game in which the Golden Knights just never got their offense going, missing Mark Stone, missing Alex Petrangelo. Uh, I don't know that you're going to use that as an excuse, but you can certainly see the effect of not having those two players in the lineup. Let's head back out to City National Arena, bring in Dan Duba, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. And Dan, uh, it's just another tough go for the Vegas Golden Knights in Minnesota. What is it about the building? What is it about the team that makes for such difficult nights? Who knows? And for the guys who've been around, they know it. When you talk about the Wild, it's brought up unsolicited that they have struggled to play in that building. And it's bizarre because you know, the guy who was between the pipes often for Minnesota the last few years was Devin Dubnik. Yet it was the Knights who just beat Devin Dubnik in San Jose wearing a different jersey, and the Knights do well against San Jose in the regular season. Throw Capo Kakinen in a wild jersey and his first handful of NHL games, and it's his first NHL shutout. Uh, so maybe there's something in the water there. I, I don't know. Uh, I enjoy the building. I enjoy St. Paul, but uh, the Golden Knights have had almost no success in that building through four seasons, and then there's the obvious connection to the NHL pause. Knights were in this building we're going to play in XL Energy Center just about a year ago uh, when everything stopped. But I, I don't know, Ryan, and uh, we'll see if perhaps they can uh, get things back on track and look like their uh, regular goal-scoring selves come Wednesday at 4. You know, it, it's tough because you look at Marc-Andre Fleury throughout this season. He's got four losses on the ledger, but in two of those losses, the Golden Knights unable to score a goal in the game. Uh, you, you just you look at Mark Andre and you look at what he brings to the table. Not much else he could have done tonight. No, no. And we talked at length about the one goal that was scored against him. And Mark is human after all. Occasionally he will surrender a goal. <laughs> you know that. By the way, was if you add up all the goals that he's allowed this year, just the twenty-fifth goal that he's allowed in this in his 16th game. That's yeah. just yeah. spectacular. So, like, the numbers are there. You know, coming into the day was league leader, goals against average, save percentage, number two in goals saved above average, on and on and on. Obviously, four shutouts leads the league. So it's interesting because then there have also been a couple of games where Flurry was not great. Twice, Vegas won despite Flurry giving up four goals, including that game against Minnesota where yeah. they were trailing 4-2, to two came back to win five to four and you go back and, and I won't bore you with all the numbers but the most impressive regular season for Flurry back in 17-18 he gave up more than three goals only five times and he was 0-5 and then the following year you know similar uh, just the idea of the Knights do not typically win when he gives up more than three goals he's done it twice this year and they've won both times yeah, it's it's astounding when when you when you look at kind of the breakdown of it. But you know, sometimes it's just not your night for the Golden Knights. Missing Mark Stone, missing Alex Petrangelo, it was apparent that it, it just wasn't 
uh, it wasn't going to go for them offensively. They weren't able to get to the blue paint. Not enough second and third opportunities. Uh, beyond getting Mark Stone back in the lineup, Alex Petrangelo back in the lineup, what adjustments are you looking for from the Golden Knights on Wednesday? Well, it's a, it's a good question. And the, you know, the, the guys who often do so much with their speed did not demonstrate the speed as often as you might hope to see. Thinking of Tuck and thinking of Stevenson, obviously they were on the same line today. There were a number of situations in which you you thought that, okay, here, here they go and they're going to bring the puck in and, you know, force the Wild onto their heels. Well, the Wild didn't end up on their heels nearly in the same way as, say, the San Jose Sharks did. You know, you can't do to the Wild what you did to the Sharks. You could try, but it's not going to work as effectively. You know, when they got the puck to the, the net front, there was not enough presence there. You know, they, they might have gotten the puck there, but they couldn't do anything once it got there. Even if they tried to get some bodies there physically to be present in that space, nothing could be accomplished. You know, the guys were knocked over. Uh, the sticks were checked you know, around the net mouth. There was just nothing happening. And I will be interested to see how they try to handle that next game. And, uh, you know, there are those guys with greater um, size and strength that would be, uh, you know, ideal for um, that uh, on the defensive side, but also on the offensive side. And you just got to get those guys to those spots. But we just don't, you know, you think of, uh, you know, whether it's Braden McNabb or Alex Petrangelo, even Nick Holden, some of the, the bigger, more physical guys in those spots um, uh, defensively. And the offensive side of things, you know, Cody Glass does not have the size of, uh, say, uh, you know, well, I could go down the list of players in the NHL who have size and net front. Um, there's, not a, there's, there's not as much of the strength and the presence to withstand hard, heavy defensemen in the blue ice as uh, you would like with the current configuration. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining us here on the postgame show, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, as we await head coach Pete DeBoer, who sits down and talks to the media right now. Coach Pete DeBoer, first question tonight for Pete, comes from Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. You said earlier this morning this is probably going to be your most difficult game of the week. How much tougher did it get without Stone and Petrangelo? Yeah, I mean, you take McNabb, Stone, and Petrangelo to your lineup. That's, uh, you know, some pretty key players. But, uh, you know, I, I really felt uh, with our depth that uh, we could compete, and I thought we did. You know, I thought defensively uh, and, and, you know, with our goaltender, we gave ourselves a chance tonight. We just didn't do enough to score. Next question comes from Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hey, Pete. Um, Max just mentioned, we were talking about the familiarity of playing these guys three times in a relatively short time frame, and he said both teams kind of knew what each other were going to do. I know it's only a couple of minutes after the game, but, but without giving a game plan away, what are the kind of things a, a coach, coaching staff can do for the next game when the players seem to have that familiarity that you can make adjustments? Yeah, well, it's just execution. I mean, I think, uh, you know, their goal and, and our, our entire first period, uh, uh, we made some poor puck decisions as far as turnovers went, and, and their goal was a direct result of a turnover. And 
so was some of their momentum in the first period. When we cleaned that up, you know, over the last 40 minutes, uh, you know, I thought we did some good stuff. So um, they're, they're a big, strong team. You've got to work to uh, get to the front of the net to score against them. And they take some pride in defending like we do. Um, and we just didn't uh, get into that area enough. Next question for Pete comes from Jesse Pierce of NHL.com. Hi, Pete. I got the mute to work this time, too, rather than this morning. Um, can you shine any more clarity on Stone or Petrangelo or what you might expect? Do you hope that they'll be back in the lineup on Wednesday, or is that something that we're still evaluating? Yeah, they're still, they're still both being evaluated. Um, so I don't have an update on that yet. We'll hold a moment if there's any final questions for Pete DeBoer. Go to Vince Sapienza of Channel 5, Las Vegas. Pete, obviously there's you know a lot of games where you'll look at the tape briefly or you probably won't look at a lot of it. Is this one of those games where you really look at the details when you talk about the execution and, and the, the management of the puck when you look into get ready for Wednesday? Well, like I said, I, I thought we cleaned up the management. I thought over the last 40 minutes we did a lot of good things. Uh, we've got to look at the tape you know, of, of how we can – stick a puck in the net uh, offensively. And, and that includes our power play. You know, I, I think we had enough power plays tonight to, that uh, we need to generate a goal on, on one of them. And uh, five on five, uh, you know, we've got to turn those 26 shots into more dangerous looks. Go back to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Ben. I believe this is uh, six games and nine nights, including three cities. Is this kind of the, the schedule catching up with you guys a little bit? I don't think so. I, I, I thought we battled hard. I thought we had good energy. Uh, you know, the fact the last 40 minutes was better than our first 20 tells me that uh, we still had gas in the tank. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you can't hide the fact we got some key guys out, but I think there's a lot of teams dealing with that. So, um, you know, we have a good enough group to get the job done tonight. It was a hard-fought game. Um you know, we, we got to find a way to get a goal. We did a lot of good things defensively, like I said, and and obviously uh, in the net. Last question tonight comes from Brian Blessing with the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian. Pete, the, the San Jose Hotel thing notwithstanding, I mean, the long road trip with the restrictions that are going on, how different is this from what you normally go through? And, you know, what's the challenge to, you know, keep the guys fresh? Yeah. Well, it's definitely different, um, but, uh, you know, we've got we've got a resilient group. We've been through a lot, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's an issue. I think we expect to, to win on the road regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the injuries. So we're disappointed tonight. We'll look at it. We'll look for some solutions to come back at this Wednesday. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show live from Remedies 3265 
St. Rose Parkway. The Golden Knights drop this one two to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Vegas 16-5-1 through 22 games so far this season. And it's tough, right? Because we expect, at least that's what we are expecting now, the Golden Knights to just win every single game. And especially when Marc-Andre Fleury is playing as well as he is, it's a one-goal game. You expect that your offense can find a way to put one in the back of the net, at least get a point out of the situation. But that wasn't the case tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it really started in the first period, and it wasn't so much what the Minnesota Wild were doing. It was more about what the Golden Knights weren't doing, and that was taking care of the puck as Kevin Fiala would open up the scoring off of a Golden Knights turnover. Rask intercepts, two on one the other way. Minnesota in, a shot, score! Fiala makes it one nothing wild. That's Fiala from Rask at 10.51 of the first period to make it one to nothing, Minnesota. The Golden Knights in the second period would clean up the turnovers. They, they weren't beating themselves, but they also didn't really generate a whole heck of a lot in terms of scoring chances in that second period. Uh, they did get a higher volume of shots throughout the second period, but nothing super dangerous. And Minnesota did a really good job of clearing the Golden Knights out and out from in front of the net. Vegas did not get to the blue paint with enough regularity. So we head to the third period. Minnesota still up one to nothing. And the game was close because Marc-Andre Fleury would make save after save. This one, our AAA insurance save of the game. Zuccarello comes back up the boards, feeds across to the right, and a shot, Flurry the save. Turning to his left, stopping Spurgeon, the defenseman. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car, refi- car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So the Golden Knights still one to nothing, still pressing, still trying to find a way to get the equalizer. Pull Marc-Andre Fleury and Jonas Brodin would be awarded an empty net goal. It does come up the near boards, Erickson Eck. He's got a path down the middle, Brodin. It goes wide, a penalty was coming. They'll call it a goal. It is a goal. If they were to award a penalty shot for an empty net, they award a goal, and that is what has happened. It's 2-0 Minnesota with five seconds to go in the contest, and that'll be all she wrote. That's Brodeen from Erickson Eck and Felino at 19.54, the third period, to make it 2 to nothing Vegas. Brodeen missed the net, but he was slashed by Jonathan Marchessault. When that happens, when there's a penalty on a breakaway with an empty net, a goal is awarded, so 2 to nothing would be the final of the game. The Minnesota Wild would bounce back from losing their first two games against Vegas in Vegas uh, last week. And, and you, you know, if you're the Minnesota Wild, you, you go into this game, you're Dean Evason, uh, you're hoping that your team can kind of shut things down. And this, for all the talk, for all the talk about this being a new and improved version of the Minnesota Wild, a more fun version of the Minnesota Wild this season, this game was a throwback to last year 
in the last couple of seasons where Minnesota just did a great job of clogging things up. They played with a lead. They were able to really clamp it down defensively. The Golden Knights did not get enough second and third opportunities in front of the net, and that really, to me, was the story in the game. Yes, Vegas was able to right the ship when it came to turnovers, uh, but they just didn't generate enough. And, and you know... You look at the fact that Mark Stone is missing from the lineup. You look at the fact that Alex Petrangelo, who I think was really starting to hit his stride for the Golden Knights, is out of the lineup. And, and I, I guess kind of the big, the big thing is the Golden Knights are talented enough to score more than zero goals against Minnesota without Mark Stone and without Alex Petrangelo. But I think when you kind of take everything into account, the road trip, the dismantling of the San Jose Sharks, the travel, where the Golden Knights are at right now in the season. It almost felt like today was a trap game, especially when you don't have your captain to rely on, when you don't have Alex Petrangelo. It was just a tough, tough spot, in my opinion, for the Golden Knights. They didn't have their game. They tried to make the most of it through the second and third period. They just could not find an equalizer, and they're going to look back at their power play the three opportunities they had in this game as an absolute missed opportunity. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show live from Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway. Golden Knights drop this game 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And... Nothing in this game. Zach Whitecloud did miss a little bit of time in the first period. Took a, a bit of a spill. Was able to play the remainder of the game. So like, when you look at the Golden Knights right now, Braden McNabb's getting closer. Getting closer. And, and that's, that's a good thing for the Golden Knights. But the, the real question for me right now is the health of Mark Stone and Alex Petrangelo. Like when you look at what the Golden Knights do incredibly well and what players they really want or they've relied on to be dominant this year. Mark Stone is the guy. And it was described on Saturday, Mark Stone not coming back to the game, not finishing the game against San Jose, as precautionary, more so than an injury. And Pete DeBoer, we heard from him earlier in the show, talked about still being evaluated so the question becomes i think right now for the for the golden knights is how long will this be an impact on the team how long will mark stone be out because so much of what the golden knights do and do well runs through mark stone a healthy mark stone in the lineup facilitating and you saw it on the power play you saw the lack of production on the power play for the Golden Knights tonight, and you look at the two pe the two players out in Petrangelo and Mark Stone, and those are guys that traditionally you would rely heavily on to come up with a goal. I mean, Vegas was trailing Minnesota a week ago today, and Mark Stone comes up with a five-point night. 
Like, that's leadership that you can't really replace. He's elite. Mark Stone is elite. And, and I know that a lot of that is determined, determinant upon his ability to play defense. But he's elite at putting the puck in the back of the net, too. He's elite at setting up offense. He's elite at running power plays. He's elite at so many different things. And the Golden Knights just did not look in sync offensively at all tonight. So, again, I think the biggest question for Vegas between today and Wednesday isn't so much about X's and O's. It isn't so much about what will Pete DeBoer do, what's the answer. It's will Mark Stone or Alex Petrangelo be available? Because, like, we're, we spent a lot of time just talking about Alex about Mark Stone. Alex Petrangelo, also out, was a game-time decision. And we're talking about a guy that can really deliver 5-on-5 five five and on the power play. And, and to me, Alex Petrangelo was really kind of getting into that groove. He was starting to find his way. He was really looking like the player you go out and you bring in in the offseason to take you over the top, to make you into that contender you believe yourself to be. And you know what? It, you missed him. You missed Petrangelo. You missed Mark Stone. The hope, I think, right now, if you're a Golden Knights fan, is that these injuries are not going to be long-term and that hopefully game-time decision on Wednesday is in the lineup and not sitting out another game. And that's really what you've got to look forward to if you are the Golden Knights. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. We're back to wrap it up on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. Golden Knights drop this game 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. It's the second loss of the season for Marc-Andre Fleury in which the Golden Knights failed to score a goal. The other one was a one nothing loss to the Anaheim Ducks. It was... For all intents and purposes, one nothing tonight. The Jonas Brodin goal certainly counts in terms of the score sheet, but only one puck actually beat Marc-Andre Fleury tonight, and it's got to be a little bit disheartening if you're Marc-Andre. Now, granted, there have been games in which Marc-Andre has allowed four goals, and he's won, but when you get the type of goaltending that the Golden Knights are getting in these close games, you, you want your offense to kind of bail you out. You want, you want your talent your, your forwards, your defensemen, to, to find a way to chip in. Like, it's, it's not been often this season that the Golden Knights haven't been able to find the back of the net. It's not been often that their offense has, has kind of let them down. But, you know, this is one of those games where you got good enough goaltending to win. Quite frankly, you did. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's tougher to, to kind of leave those games in which you know that you, you got a performance from your goalie. You just couldn't find ways to put the puck in the back of the net. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Minnesota Wild took advantage of a turnover in the first period, and, and Kevin Fiala really made a great play. He's able to kind of cut into the middle of the ice. you got Nick Holden back trying to defend that two-on-one. I, I look at that as, as Nick Holden kind of trying to take away the pass, but in doing so allows Kevin Fiala to, to take the middle of the ice. He changes the angle. Marc-Andre Fleury is just not able to make uh, the save on that play, and that's really the difference in the game. And you know, you, you got to give credit to the Minnesota Wild. They came out. They were really good in the first period. I, I thought that they were, were very strong. I thought Vegas was pretty sloppy in that first period. Over the course of the second and third period, as Pete DeBoer talked about, I, I do think that Vegas settled into their game. But the Wild, with a lead, really did a good job of keeping Vegas to the outside in the offensive zone. And when that happens, uh, it's going to be very difficult to find ways to score when you're missing your captain, Mark Stone, the guy that leads you in points, the guy that's able to make plays, find ways to put the puck in the back of the net, and Alex Petrangelo, the dynamic offense from the back end. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway. Right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Golden Knights drop this game two to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Can't win them all. Fully aware of that. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you disagree, if you think that the Golden Knights should win them all, call me. Tell me why. I'd love to hear it. I'd also like to hear who you thought was the Golden Knights' most impressive player tonight. Uh, I'd certainly like to know what your concerns are for this team as they navigate the remaining three games on this road trip. It's Wednesday against Minnesota, and then Friday, Saturday in St. Louis against the Blues. Again, 702-876-1340 is the number I'd like to talk to you tonight. We're going to go out to the phone lines. We've got Terry. You're up. Man, I'm so mad. No, I'm just kidding. I really <laughs> wish I was out there with you, man. Sounds like a lot of fun being out there. But um, anyway, here's some thoughts. Um, I was listening to a pregame show today, and I heard them talking about how, you know, the team isn't really deep. They need to get more from the fourth-line stuff. And I really felt like with Stone and Petrangelo being out, this was actually a test tonight. And I think, you know, some of these players just need to maybe reevaluate, go back and look at some film about this game tonight, maybe see where they kind of came up short. I know you're, gonna, you're not going to win them all, but, um, and I know Stone and Petrangelo really, really wanted to be out there because I know those NHL players, 
they're warriors, man. They're not taking time off, you know, for like a hangnail or anything like that. So, you know, it had to have been serious for those guys to be out, out tonight. But, you know, it's a little disappointing to lose, but, you know, it's going to happen sometimes. And like I said, I think maybe some players just need to maybe step up more. You know, maybe it's a learning experience as far as getting more minutes and seeing what you do with it. And that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Go Knights. Let's get them next time. All right, Terry, thanks for the call. Yeah, you know, pregame, I spent a lot of time talking about the Golden Knights and their depth and, and how it's, it's been good so far this season and really of, of late because Alex Tuck has been on another level. Alex Tuck has been able to find ways to just put the puck in the back of the net. He's, he's scored often. This snaps a, a goal streak for Alex Tuck. But in, in saying that, being fully aware that you, you need more five-on-five five out of Cody Glass, you need more out of Keegan Colazar, you need more out of your bottom six in order to continue to win games when either your top six isn't going or players are out due to injury. 702-876-1340 is the number. I believe we've got Darren Millard. Darren, can you hear me? I can. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you, buddy? Sounds like a good vibe about uh, where you guys are at tonight. It's uh, it's loud. We are we're at uh, Remedies, 3265 St. Rose Parkway. Have you ever been? No. You should. I'm coming now. Well, well, not right now, but well, I mean, like, I, you but when I when I hear that kind of vibe going on right at, at this point, yeah, head on over. It almost feels like I've got a private room, um, but like there's just a bunch of friends here that are hanging out and and watching me do my thing, nice. staring at me. It's pretty awesome. Hey, when was the last time you saw uh, an awarded goal like that? It's been a minute. Like, yeah. I don't I don't remember the last time that happened. If I'm being honest. Interesting. Tough, tough minus uh, for the players that were on the ice, uh, including Max Pacioretty. But uh, I was kind of hoping we get another one nothing game, which would have been the third for the Golden Knights this year. Uh, that's seven times this year that Marc-Andre Fleury has limited the opposition to one goal or less. And he's lost two of them. Yeah. It's weird. And, and, and that's with saying that the offense had been so good recently. It's almost it's feast or famine. Yeah, it's 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 weird how those things tend to work out. If Marc Andre Fleury allows four goals uh, a week ago today and gets the win because mm-hmm. Mark Stone has a five point night and it's just one of those crazy comebacks, and then tonight Marc Andre Fleury is exceptional and ends up uh, ends up with the, with the loss. So it's a tough one. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. We head back out to the phone lines. Joey, you're up. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call. Big fan of the show. First-time caller. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say was, isn't it amazing how Marc-Andre Fleury has, like, turned back the clock this season and is just playing exceptional? Uh, when Robin Leonard comes back, obviously we're going to be very lucky. We're spending a lot of money on goaltending this season. But I do think that they should invest in another goal scorer at the deadline. I think tonight, obviously, we were without Petrangelo. We were without uh, Mark Stone. But I do think they still need maybe one more goal scorer. I'm going to hang up. Let me know what you think. You know, Joey, uh, thank you for the call. And I, I don't necessarily know that the Golden Knights need another pure goal scorer. One, I, I don't know where you're going to find it. And two, 
Uh, what does that look like? What do you have to subtract from your lineup? And if you're looking at it saying, if you're looking at it saying that you've got to move Mark Andre Fleury or move Robin Leonard, I'm just I'm not sure that that's something you're going to want to do when you look at how well Mark Andre's played, and really, you've got the future in Robin Leonard. So, for me, I think it's more about complementary pieces around the edges a way to beef up your third and your fourth lines just a little bit to find those guys that can chip in because depth is really what's important come playoff time. Darren, what do you think? I think this is one of those games where you could see it coming from a a while uh, ways away. Uh, Minnesota got a little loose last week. I I think that they they tried to run uh, with with Vegas at times a, a week ago, and they're while they're much more creative than they were in years past, and they had good chances tonight, uh, their DNA is is to to score a few and still uh, play solid defensively. They'll they'll score more than they ever did, yeah. But they still try try and play it more responsibly in their own end, and and they kind of got back to what they do best on home ice and being able to control the matchups, and 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 were good on the penalty kill. Uh, as much as we talk about Minnesota's uh, inability to score on their power play, uh, and and the success that the Golden Knights had on the on the PK, Minnesota didn't give up a lot uh, when they were shorthanded tonight, and that could have changed the game pretty uh, significantly. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Darren. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number if you'd like to join us here. Let's head back out to the phone lines. We've got Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing tonight? better but can't can't complain when this is what the sixth loss and also to point out this is only the second game all season that has been lost by more than a single goal by the ninth so you know there's been a lot of teams that have had some blowout losses and all that so it is good to see at least there's a consistency and we're staying close while you know tonight you don't ever want to see them get shut out um but to answer the question, because I don't want to forget, I do believe Flurry was the best player tonight. Um, but I think a lot of it necessarily wasn't that anybody was terrible, but missing one of your key top six and one of your top defensemen, missing one or the other will have a big impact on the game, but missing both really is big. And you saw it not only five on five, but also in the power play too. Missing right. Stone and Petrangelo was big hits for the power play unit. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Stephanie. It's it's one thing to to maybe lose out or miss out on having your best offensive player, your best forward in the lineup. But the Golden Knights don't have Mark Stone, don't have Alex Petrangelo available, also missing Braden McNabb. I mean, this is a team, Darren, that is banged up right now. Banged up, but also opportunities for different players to get some other experiences that they wouldn't normally get. I mean, Alex Tuck was over 20 minutes for the first time this year this evening uh, only had one shot but, but but played on that top line with Chandler Stevenson and Max Pacioretty uh, different players got a, a look on the power play tonight that they wouldn't normally get with a stone and uh, Petrangelo in the lineup so there was a there was a couple of little things they they had to go with five defensemen for a while but really uh, throughout the night it was Hag and White Cloud and Theodore and Martinez they, they went with a with a group that was uh, more four defensemen than the than the six, uh, and and you know what the other part of it is, that rink just uh, there's some <laughs> buildings that you, you seem to have trouble with. Like look at what what Vegas just came up with 
against San Jose. Like yeah. nothing in the regular season can go wrong for the Golden Knights in San Jose. <laughs> and and it's the flip side in in Minnesota. The last goal, non-shootout goal that Vegas scored at XL Energy Center yep. was October 6th, 2018. And that was with the goalie pulled for the extra attacker and Max Pacioretty taking a feed from Jonathan Marcheseau. So that's two and a half years ago uh, because of it. Some of that's because of what everything everything that's gone on. But they didn't score a goal last year. They were shut out and uh, didn't score again tonight. And uh, I'll put I'll put this one to to bad vibes more than two players being out of the lineup uh, uh, and just uh, blame blame the hockey gods. Darren Millard blaming the hockey yep. gods. That's what he does best, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side. This is the extended postgame show live from Remedies, 3265 St. Rose Parkway, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway. That's where I'm at. Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights dropped the game 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Darren Millard, you're psychic. Why's that? Well, you on our last postgame show... Mm-hmm. Made a bold prediction about Mark Stone and being named oh, the yes. NHL's first star of the week. And go figure, I hate that I'm about to say this, you were right. Well, it's the chirp bump. He was on the podcast Ugh. with me last week. And oh, we're, we're calling it the chirp that. bump. Hate I know. That. It, it, it's wild. Ten points in four games, three of them multi point games. One five-point game, yep. and he becomes the fifth Golden Knight in the last three and a half years to be named the first star of the week. And they're all different. Nobody, nobody's repeated <laughs> being first star of the week. That's pretty cool when, when you go across the board. And they're all still with the, uh, with the team, which is, which is also fantastic. So uh, good on much deserved. Uh, uh, there's, there's always that uh, thing. You're, you're looking around the league going, Did somebody else have a really good week or, or, or break out? And uh, are they going to be able to slide in and take this? But once he had the five-pointer and then followed it up with back-to-back multi-point games and then scores the game-winning goal on Saturday night, the easiest decision the National Hockey League has ever done when it comes to the three stars. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us. You know, Darren, you look at special teams in this game particularly, and we all know about the struggles for the Minnesota Wild on the power play, but in a one nothing game, the Golden Knights with three opportunities on the power play, you kind of need somebody to just make a play. You need your special teams to bail you out there. Yeah, you you, you got to simplify it, and I, I think they did. In fact, after the first period when Jonathan Marcheseau on our intermission was not very happy. He was hot uh, about the way they started this game and were outshot 10-2 in the first 13 minutes and 10-5 in the opening frame. 
I was impressed uh, and very satisfied with the way the Golden Knights played the rest of the game and could have been easily rewarded uh, with a bounce or two. I thought they were much better at getting the puck to the, to the net, uh, much better with traffic. Uh, to start that that second period where they where they had a man advantage and and they could have easily got some some puck luck where 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 it didn't happen so I, I don't think it's all lost in in being disappointed with this result and you'd like to change that but I, I saw some some good signs through the second and third to be satisfied that it wasn't just a, a throw your hands up and say it wasn't our night type of performance so I guess my, my question for you is, as we look ahead, and we know about when it comes to this season, right, like you're playing teams back-to-back situations, you're playing teams two games in a row, it's all about adjustments. We saw the Golden Knights simplify in the second and third period. Pete DeBoer talked about how he thought that there was pushback, there was battle, there was compete for the Golden Knights. He liked their game better in the final 40 minutes than he did in the first 20. When you go to Wednesday, when, when you're – looking at that game particularly what do you want to see out of the Vegas Golden Knights I want to see the way they played the the third period and parts of the second period off the start in the opening frame and have a little just a a pushback much like what Minnesota did to start this game in response to how things sorted out a week ago at T-Mobile just a, a response and uh, I don't think that that's uh, unexpected or too much to ask uh, of the team. They'll, they'll be disappointed. You, you don't have your best for one period and you end up losing the game really one Uh you'll, you'll have regrets about that tonight. And I think you'll see a much more uh, focused start on, on Wednesday. Whether or not Petrangelo, whether or not McNabb, whether or not Stone are, are in the lineup... I think you'll see a definite more energetic uh, effort offensively to the game. Defensively, I thought they did some some good things. Uh, Fiala had some chances, and Kaprizov uh, was was good again. Uh, but between Fleury's play and the penalty kill and and everything that uh, that they did defending, I thought they they played a really good game. Uh, just uh, maybe move the puck a little bit better and and traffic, which we did see for the second and third period. Yeah, for my money, it's second and third opportunities. It's it's you gotta you gotta find ways to get the puck in into the blue paint and then find ways to to dig it out or or get second looks because when we've seen the Golden Knights struggle offensively and when we've seen them break out of those struggles, a lot of times it's been because of play right on, right in the blue paint, right where you need to go. That's what I want to see as far as an adjustment for the Golden Knights as they go into Wednesday's game. Extended post-game show live from Remedies, 3265 St. Rose Parkway. We're back with more next right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from Remedies, 3265 St. Rose Parkway. Golden Knights drop this one 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. You can't win them all. Right, Darren? Darn it, no. So when you, when you look at this team... 22 games. I know that you had Gary Lawless, Lawless in order on your intermission 
I had Gary Lawless, Lawless in order on my intermission. It's like we're sharing and, him. And in fairness, uh, I mean, I got to this first. So Gary wanted to talk about NHL awards. And I oh, know yeah. how much you like to talk about NHL awards. But I, I think that when it comes to two in particular, the Vesna and the Selkie, the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury and Mark, uh, Mark Stone, respectively, should be in the running for both of those trophies. Yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury's numbers, and, and I do some work with, with InGoal Magazine and InGoal Radio, the podcast, uh, with Kevin Woodley, who writes for NHL.com, and I consider him the goalie guru. He, he's as tapped in as anybody. Uh, he has some, some really interesting numbers when it comes to Marc-Andre Fleury, and they show him uh, slightly ahead of Andre Vasilevsky when it comes to the, uh, the performance this year. Wins are one thing, uh, but then there's also uh, uh, the save percentage and the goals against average and all, and then a bunch of really intricate uh, numbers. He, he's right there. Uh, it, it's reflecting the best start of his career uh, at 36, and I'm, I'm confident that when Robin Leonard gets back and you can kind of share the workload a little bit, it's, uh, it's going to be a much more uh, sustainable uh, for Marc Andre Fleury, the the Selkie Trophy is a really interesting one. I I am of the belief that Mark Stone has to be in and around the top fifteen in scoring to be able to win that. Sure, because uh, of the competition that you're going to face. And right now he's there. He he entered tonight uh, in eleventh, uh, tie for eleventh. Uh, so I think that's that's really encouraging. And the first star of the week that we discussed earlier. Yeah is not just a nice thing for Mark Stone. It's a huge boost to his uh, noticeability around the National Hockey League because every media person is looking at that and talking about Mark Stone either on the broadcast or in their, in their reports, uh, radio shows, uh, about his effort last week. And that goes a long way just to spreading the word on what kind of incredible season Mark Stone has had. We know about the, the the takeaways, but if he can add that offensive, that top-tier offensive part to his performance, he's got as good a chance as he's ever had to win that trophy. Darren, the, the only question that I have for Marc-Andre Fleury, because as, as he's really, really started this season on fire, playing incredibly well, uh, he's doing it at 36. You're not supposed to as they say, get better or get faster as you get older. What stood out to you most about his game this year? It's more composed, more in control. He's definitely not as aggressive yeah. as we've seen in the past. And he's spending more time in the blue paint. They, so, so I'll go to the Nick Patan save, the Superman save last year. Yeah. That is an incredible moment in the franchise and in for Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, they made a poster up of <laughs> This year, he doesn't make that save in that fashion. I still sure. think he makes the save, but he's, he's right there waiting for the puck instead of diving across it. And that's the part of his game where he's not outside the blue paint near as much. He made a couple of big saves again tonight. Same way. From one side of the net to the other. One side of the crease to the other, but he's not going from outside the crease, back inside, and trying to cover uh, an opportunity at the far post. So I just, I, he's changed his game at a noticeable level, and and that 
as much as you're not supposed to do this at 36, to really change your game as much as he has is also very, very impressive. We're back to wrap it up here on the Extended Post Game Show, live from Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway, next, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from Remedies, 3265 St. Rose Parkway. Golden Knights drop this one 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Darren Millard, your final thoughts. Uh, slow start. Maybe the travel. Maybe the lineup changes. Maybe the continuity wasn't there and, and cost them off the first period but I thought that they were good good enough to win the hockey game in the second and third, and things didn't roll out for them, but uh, I'm, I'm not one to say that, uh, that they threw this one away. They, they just lost a hockey game. Yeah, it's, you're bound to lose one. 16 wins in 22 games. The Golden Knights certainly are, are still that team to beat in the West Division. They're still that team that's going to find ways to win if Mark Stone's unable to go on Wednesday, if Alex Petrangelo's unable to go on Wednesday. The Golden Knights will adjust. They will find ways to put pucks in the back of the net, and they will find a way to win a hockey game at XL Energy Center because the Minnesota Wilds, while good, the Minnesota Wild, while they have the ability to score a goal and defend well, uh, the Golden Knights have to figure out a way to, to, to break through in Minnesota, and I believe yeah, that score they will. A goal. I, well, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very positive that it's going to happen for the Golden Knights on Wednesday. They're going to come, ba- come back with a great game, and they're going to find a way to get two points, split the difference in Minnesota. That, if, go yeah, ahead. I, I, think, I just think winning, winning Wednesday is huge. Getting that split on the road, and then you win three or four over the last week, massive. That would be huge. That's going to do it for us here on the extended post-game show. Next game is Wednesday. Puck drop at 4 p.m. Pre-game show at 3 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning all the knobs in the right direction, making sure that <laughs> I'm on the air. Uh, thanks to Darren Millard for jumping on the extended post-game show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to Remedies 3265 St. Rose Parkway for letting me just hang out quite literally for an entire afternoon it was fantastic thank you guys so much we will catch you on wednesday right here on fox sports las vegas thanks for listening to the extended golden knights postgame show on fox sports radio 98.9 fm at 13:40 a.m your home for the vegas golden knights have a good night and drive safe